You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In this episode, we have Jacqueline Sanchez-Cruz, an alum of the Trio Upward Bound program at Eastern New Mexico University. She also goes by Jackie. Jackie is on the program to talk about her experience with the Tree Upward Bound program, to share her definition of persistence, and her current career track. So coming up in just a bit, Jacqueline Sanchez-Cruz. So Jackie was one of my RAs when I was growing up um, and going to the Eastern New Mexico University Upward Bound program. And my experience uh, with her is she's always been jovial. She's been the optimistic one, the very caring one. You can go to Jackie for pretty much anything, Um, whether for me it was uh, relationships, it was uh, friendships, it was uh, trying to figure out who I was. And Jackie was definitely a central role for me in that. Um, And again, Jackie's just a great overall person and uh, her support and her love for the TRIO programs definitely shines through. Uh, she's currently a teacher, and I think she's going to, uh, in the interview, you'll hear how how uh, excited and passionate she is about education. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Angelica Vialpando and Student Access. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. You too can be a sponsor. Head on over to Patreon. Donate one, five. 10, 20, 25, 50, or $100 to the podcast. Now, Patreon is a monthly subscription fee. Um, We call it subscription, but uh, technically it is a support to continue pushing this podcast forward. Uh, We recently celebrated 1,400 episodes plus downloaded as of this recording, and we're continuing to enjoy tremendous growth. Uh, So thank you all for sharing the podcast. Uh, putting it on your profiles, uh, downloading it via your favorite app. We are pretty much anywhere now. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Uh, Pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us there. 
we are going to start a Kickstarter campaign again. We are going to lower the uh, threshold for our goal. Uh, please keep an eye out on that. We will announce it on Facebook and all of our social media accounts. Again, a great interview with Jackie Sanchez over a trio alum of the Upper Bound Program at Eastern New Mexico University. Again, it was such a pleasure to have her on the podcast. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Yes. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, Trio Nation. My next guest on the podcast is a middle child of seven kids, a high school graduate of Hondo High School, is an alum of the Trio Upper Bound Program at Eastern New Mexico University, is a first-generation college graduate, a single mom of three teenage kids, currently serves as a junior high school teacher, has an associate's in early childhood education from Clovis Community College, earned her Bachelor's of Arts in TESOL from New Mexico Highlands University, currently enrolled at a master's program in counseling, and had the opportunity to travel abroad in Guatemala and studied in, in Spain, which she also brought her kiddos with her. So that is amazing. Welcome, Jacqueline Jackie Sanchez-Cruz to the Lots Talk Trio podcast. Ja Jackie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's really fun to, to see you. How are you? It, feel like it, it feels like it's been ages since we last caught up. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Just trying to ride out this pandemic like everyone else, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was going to be my question. Like, how is this? How has this pandemic affected you? And uh, how is life in Portales? Oh, let's do the second one first. Portales is like it's not like all the other cities or anywhere else. We haven't had like extremely large cases, and so just going out and about isn't so fearful as if you were in a large city where everyone is panicking and shortage of everything. And so here it's been a little bit calmer. Um, for myself, I have like underlining medical conditions, so I try not to go out as much just to protect myself and my kids. And since I last saw you, we were both, uh, uh, you know, always kind of touching um, base in and out. I think uh, one of the things that I remember about you is being our resident advisor or a resident assistant for the Upward Bound program uh, at Eastern New Mexico University. And just for the audience, so Jackie and I go way, way back. She was my RA uh, for Eastern New Mexico University, the Trio Upward Bound Program. And uh, I, I just remember a lot of great things with you. That was such an awesome experience. I loved it. And I had so much fun with all of you. I'm learning all of your personalities and watching you grow from beginning to the end was amazing because you guys just like really just blossomed and became this whole other person yeah it was oh, wow. awesome. <laughs> and I know for I'm feeling it like with you as well when I was a uh, uh, director for the upper ground program and also coordinator it just felt like seeing my students grow too you must be in the same stage of like wow I've got to witness you from a student and now you have your own life and you've got you're doing things yeah and just to see where you all were then to now, like how you're doing all this is just amazing. Oh, thank I'm you, Jackie. Thank so you for doing all this. Thank you. And uh, I wanted to also ask, so you have, you have uh, kids, right? Yes. And um, teenagers. Yeah. My son is, um, he'll be a senior this year. He'll be 18 in February and have a set of twins who are 15. Again, February is their birthday as well. They'll be 16 in February. 
and they will be sophomores. Wow. So I'm at the stage where I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm learning right there with you. I have a 17, a 16 year old turning 17 this year and uh, he's already asking about driving and that's, yeah. that still scares me. That still scares yeah. me. <laughs> um, I've been in the, the teacher driving mode. Like I take my kids everywhere and now they're like, can I just go? I'm like, no. <laughs> I hear you on that, Jackie. I really do. Um, so overall, how's your family doing? How are they handling uh, this whole uh, pandemic? How are they responding to it? Um, they are like social butterflies. They always have to be with friends, doing activities. They're very busy. And so being isolated, being in quarantine, being just locked up has just been the hardest thing for, oh, sure. yeah. for them. So, yeah. So what was, what was the, what's the hard, what has been like difficult or challenging for you and for your family? Um, I think for them is just not having that social interaction. They still talk to kids on games, um, gaming and on the phone and their TikToks and whatever not, but at the same time, they needed that. And so that's been challenging telling them, no, it's not safe right now. You can't go. It's like, this is part of the whole law and everything else, the orders, whatever. So keeping them from wanting, from going out and doing everything that they couldn't do. And then at the same time, again, it's precarious, it's calm, it's safe. Everyone keeps an eye on everyone. And so that was a little bit reassuring knowing that they could do a little without like really harming many or getting sick or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a lot of worry from uh, uh, community members, right? It's uh, right. we don't want to spread it, uh, wearing the mask and all of that, which has caused all sorts of debates among people, but I'm glad like a small town like Portales where it's like use a lot of common sense and use uh, your best judgment. So that's awesome. Um, wanted to also ask you about uh, just your experience so far uh, in you, you've got to, uh, you're working on your master's program. You've already completed a bachelor's, you have an associate's and you've traveled. Uh, so I guess the, the, what the audience wants to know is like, what is your background? How did, how did all that come to play for you? Well, I think my biggest stepping stones, like my foundation was Upward Bound. Because coming here to Upward Bound, living away from your parents and having just to rely on your, your friends, your RAs, the staff, that like built so much independence in myself. Like I was able to just know um, my best judgment to like survive and just be the person that I am just upper bound really installed a lot of independence. That's amazing. Again, coming from a large family where mm -hmm. we're always together, we were always taking care of each other. And so that carried on to like upper bound and everywhere else in life where, where you find these good friends and you take care of each other and you really, support each other and from there you just life just happens and you just right. know that with others you're always okay so tell us a little bit about uh your childhood growing up can you can you tell us about your origin story and how everything started for you um yeah i grew up in hondo where it's super small it's 
our whole school was about 120 students from kindergarten to 12th grade. Oh, wow. So K through 12, 120 students. Very small. And so we weren't just like classmates. We were basically siblings growing up because you were mm. together always in everything. And so besides being at home, we had family at school. We are, were always together. We're always busy doing a whole lot of stuff. Um, one thing I do remember a lot growing up is we would always like argue and fight amongst each other because there's seven of us. We always have our own opinions, but no matter what, when we'd go out of the house, we always took care of each other. We were always super close. And one of the things that I used to always tell everyone is you mess with one bean, you mess with the whole burrito. <laughs> <laughs> so you mess with one sibling, you know, you've got all six others to back them up. So the benefits of, yeah, the benefits of having a large family, right? It's right. It's, looking out for each other, having each other's uh, back. That's awesome. Um, and for you, what type of, uh, can you describe for us the type of student that you were uh, going to school? Um, growing up, I, from elementary, I was always in speech therapy. And I never understood why until I started working as an adult and at Amherst. So I kind of struggled through elementary and junior high was was a little bit better I was goal oriented I knew what I wanted and I I knew I had to work hard to I wanted to be an honor society so I worked so hard to get there and then once I reached that goal my next goal was to graduate with like top of my class like the top three at least out of ten <laughs> so I had to work hard and so I I always knew what I wanted and I knew that no one else was going to give it to me so I had to work hard I had to do it so yeah just wow so you early on you recognized how hard you needed to work in order to, to really perform at the level that you wanted uh, transitioning into high school uh, was that its own level of challenges or did that present a new level of challenge for you um, it wasn't too bad because they're everyone again super small so you just keep moving up. It's just the hardest thing about the small schools is those graduating and leaving because that's part of your family. They're leaving now. Mm -hmm. So, but as far as like content goes, the work was just the next level, the next level, the next level. Is, it wasn't, I didn't find it that challenging. It wasn't that bad. Right on. And how did you find out about Upward Bound? Like, how did you, was, were you referred? Were, did you discover it on your own? Did, did mom find out about it first? Um, well, my siblings were in it. My oh, two older sisters yeah. were in Upper Bound as well. And then my younger sister was. Um, so through Roswell schools, we had a talent search representative who would come. And so through junior high and early in high school, they were always there, like helping us along the way. Mm -hmm. So they introduced Upper Bound to, to us and of course, my siblings went, and so they absolutely loved it. And every time we would talk, I was mm. so jealous that I couldn't be there with them. I just oh. wanted to do it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so when I finally got that opportunity, I jumped on it. I had to go. That is amazing. And uh, you, ha of course, had to meet the staff. I think, like with 
like what other upward bound students do is they meet the staff. Uh, were there any staff members that you immediately connected with or that you really responded to? Um, my first year was Joanne and Rick. They were just amazing. They were the directors and director assistant. They were just the kindest, the most loving people. It was like going to be with family over there. It was just so amazing. They were just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still remember all of our RAs. Jesse lives here in Portales still. He's amazing. He's still <laughs> funny and just a good guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I still remember everything. It was just the most awesome time. Yeah. Yeah. What about the uh, thoughts about college? Is that is college something that you always wanted to do? Was it instilled in you or something that you were thinking about? I knew since junior high that I wanted to go to college. I just didn't know where. I didn't I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I knew I wanted to help students especially those that are um, speak other languages. Um I just knew that for sure I was going to do this. I just didn't know how, when and where. So I just, I had that goal in me, but I needed, I mean, once Upper Bound came into place, that's when I knew this is where I'm going. This is when and how. That's amazing. That's so cool how Upper Bound does that for a lot of students that they start kind of like emphasizing that, hey, this this is your path. This is where you want to go. And it kind of confirms that for a lot of students. Uh, I'm sure that that's the same thing it did for you. Yes. Um, through, I did a summer science program through Redoso schools. They invited all the neighboring schools and they took us on so many trips around New Mexico. We went to all the different colleges in New Mexico along with Upper Bound, but then they were like trying to encourage agriculture, all the sciences. And so when I got to thinking, where do I fit in as a teacher? Where is the teaching What's the best school for teaching? Because this is mm-hmm. what I want. And then once I came to Upward Bound, I got familiar with the campus. I got to know some of the instructors. And so there was no doubt I was coming to Eastern. Yeah. All right. Uh, what did you enjoy most about the Upward Bound program while you were a student? Um, I think there was this time that we called Hour of Power or power hour or something oh, like that. I vaguely recall something in the documents about that when I was a coordinator, like I was going through the archives. So can yeah. you tell us about that? Yeah, it was like, it, I know it was after dinner, we would go and we would sit in the science building and we'd feel that whole thing, it was awesome. And I cannot remember the guy's name, but he would come in and he would just tell us motivational stories and just instill in us that, we can do whatever we put our minds to. He was so encouraging. And like, that was just, after that day, I went, like, after that time, I would put into my mind, I will do this. I will achieve this. And I just had so many things that I knew I could do. And -hmm. there was no one that could stop me but myself. And he was just so empowering. Yeah, that sounds very motivational and very inspirational too. I loved it. I wish they had that in all schools and mm. everywhere. Like, yeah. One thing about the Upper Bound programs is still, I hear a lot about it, are the trips. Did you get to benefit from any of the trips that Upper Bound took? Um, I did not. I missed out on all the bridge trips. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was 
awful. And that's what I looked forward to the most. Yeah. And because yeah. I saw where the, everyone was going and I thought, oh, well, maybe as a RA, I'd get to go or yeah. <laughs> something. But every single time I missed out, I'm just like, what is it? Come on. Someone please just take me. <laughs> um, so my sophomore year, I didn't go to Upward Bound because I was raising money to go to Italy, to go to Rome mm. with the World Youth um, group. And oh, so wow. yeah. I didn't go to Upward Bound. And I tell you, I regret not going because my passport didn't come in on time. So I didn't get to go. Oh, no. I raised all the money that I needed. Yeah. Including spending money. I raised everything and I yeah. didn't get to go on the trip. Oh, Jackie, I'm so sorry. So I was like, oh, I should have just gone up and down. Yeah. But oh. that planted a seed for another goal that someday I will go and I will absolutely love it because it'll be all my own. And yeah, I got to do that. So thank yeah. God. Absolutely. So you graduated, went on to Eastern New Mexico University. And I think that's where my memory of you starts is when I joined the Upper Bound program. And you were wearing many hats for Upward Bound. You were a driver. You were an RA. You, you were just doing a lot of things for Upward Bound. Can you yeah. tell us about that experience? Yes. Um, driving was always fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was told to be go 74, you will not get a ticket. <laughs> I'm not saying I ever got a ticket in Upward Bound, but... <laughs> for our audience, the road to New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> For for our audience, the roads in New Mexico, I think the the speed the speed limits are just suggestions, right? <laughs> we, so, we do not we do not condone going above the suggested right, speed limit, especially driving a university vehicle. Right, right. Disclaimer: Do not do that on university vehicles, especially if they're eleven passenger vans. Right. <laughs> Now I've heard stories, Jackie. I, so because I lived in Clovis, and um, I think you were uh, our driver for the Hondo Verdoso area, uh, because you just knew the area very well. And uh, I've heard stories about how quickly you would go from from Verdoso to Vertalis. And for the audience, that's about a two and a half hour drive. And I think uh, rumors were Jackie could make it in an, in one hour and a half. <laughs> but they shouldn't have said anything because I did drive them to every restaurant they wanted to go to. Oh, see, well, you were <laughs> very accommodating. When they wanted, <laughs> I let them control the radio. Yeah, uh, I, I will just say that. when the bird died <laughs> on our windshield. <laughs> an anonymous uh, student uh, provided that info that, you know, like, oh, yeah, we go from Portales to, to Rodoso very quickly. <laughs> And then when I make that drive to Redoso, I'm like, that's a two and a half hour drive. That's almost three hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're exaggerating just a little. There's, there's exaggerations there. There's <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and we always had so much fun on our van. So they didn't, mm. it seemed like we just got there so quickly. <laughs> so the age of radio for sure in the early 2000s and for those students to be able to go to any restaurant that they wanted, right, to spend their stipend. <laughs> Uh, very beneficial, but you were really the 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 soul of the program as well. You, along with many other RAs and and office assistants, because 
uh, I think for us students, we saw you all as always a constant presence, presence for Upward Bound, and you all define that experience for us. Yeah. I remember teaching um, New Mexico history, and that was by far the best experience I've ever had, because I've always yeah. wanted to teach that class. And we did so many different projects, and they just allowed me to do everything and gave me money for the materials. And it was the best experience ever. I said, if I never get to teach this class, I'll be completely satisfied because I got to do it then. Yeah, that's amazing. It was amazing. so awesome. Yeah. So you served as driver and assistant and now uh, also uh, add teacher to the resume. Uh, you influenced a lot of students um, and that passion for teaching just kind of shone through. Uh, were you certain at that point that definitely teaching was my path and teaching is somewhere where you wanted to be? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Teaching and just having that interaction with the students, especially those who don't strongly like have that confidence and don't believe in themselves. Those are the ones I always like kind of draw to because they're the ones that I want to see them blossom. I want to see them go from where they're at to being this amazing person just because they're just so shy and just timid and I just want to pull that out of them and show them what they're capable of doing. That's amazing. Yeah. And you serving as a teacher uh, must have had you reflect because uh, my next question to you is what did you learn about yourself in that experience? What did you learn about, you know, your career, yourself and the things that you were doing? Well, for one, um, I know I have horrible classroom management skills <laughs> because I like to, <laughs> I love the social interaction. If the kid is talking to someone else, they are engaging. They are having communication. They're doing something that they've learned somewhere else. And they're mm -hmm. talking about even things that don't even pertain to the class. It's still, they're doing something. They're still interacting. They're still engaging. They're still being present in the class. Yeah. And so sometimes drawing them back to the subject is, it's good and it's keeping them on track. But at the same time, if they have something that is like bugging them, like emotionally, um, that's where my counseling comes in. So oh, when yeah, they yeah. are, when they're having issues, we just go towards whatever is going on in their lives. We talk about that. We, I make sure that they know that that is an important topic and we discuss it and we make sure that everyone is on the same page where they understand how everyone else is going through the same thing. Sometimes you just don't know that they're struggling from the same thing. And so that helps everyone to know, you know, it's okay to feel this way or it's okay to feel that way. And, and we're all in this together. And I may not be going through that right now, but someday I may, and I'll know how to go through it. And so yeah. being teacher slash friend counselor is very important. I think for a lot of us, uh, we saw you as mentors and friends, uh, some um, people that we can confide in. Uh, so I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit and ask you, who were who your mentors and who are the people that um, you can confide in? Um, as far as Upward Bound or just? In general or Upward Bound specific, you can. Um, I think my sister for one, um, she, I mean, she has been there 
with me through everything. She's like my rock. She's, she's listened to me gripe and complain and cry and brag and boast and just everything. She's been there for me through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. And so she's definitely right up there with like all these people who have helped me along the way. Um, I think my coaches for sure from junior high to high school, they, at least those who knew the sport, because we've had some who would kick the volleyball across the court so that we can play. <laughs> like, where'd you get this guy from? Yeah. So um, we had some crazy people at our school. Anyways, those coaches that are so inspiring, they, they would like, they had so much passion in the classroom and then on the court was just a whole other person. It was just like, they believed in you so much. And not only that, but my parents told me, if you want to play, you find a ride home. Cause mm -hmm. we lived almost 10 miles away from the school. And so I was like, I told my coach, I can't play. I don't have a ride home. I can't do this. And he's like, how about I give you a ride? Mm -hmm. And back in the day is like, well, nowadays, of course, Right. Teachers aren't allowed to put students in the vehicle, Yeah, coaches. And so I was like, if you're okay with that, let's go. Because yeah. I completely trusted him. He was such an awesome coach, awesome person, awesome teacher. So he'd take me home every day. Mm -hmm. And so having that support and just knowing that he's going to go out of his way to do that, I had to put my part in and be that much better worked out much harder as a player because mm -hmm. he's doing this so that I'm able to. So that's amazing. So you really found a way to not only stay involved, but your mentors to, to help you and support you and provide that um, just that mentorship around you. That, then that's amazing. What about in college? Any, any people that helped you out uh, throughout that process? Um, there was one person I'm not going to name names. <laughs> she was very encouraging, very supporting, very awesome through Upward Bound and through the start of um, the start of college. And then once I I was struggling a little bit with my health, and so I had to have surgery. And instead of staying out, I came right back, and that helped. That hindered my grades I just started doing worse and so mm. this person told me you do not belong in a university you have to go to community college she's like you do not have the educational capacity to be at a university and I told her thank you for that negativity because that is going to fire me up and you'll be the first one that I send my announcements to when I graduate from college mm -hmm. from a university and walk across that stage, I want to make sure that you're there. And wow. so I was angry, but at the same time, I used that to just fire me up to make sure, you know what, this is my goal and nothing is going to take that away from me. I might have a little road bump here and there. I might have obstacles, but you know what, there's nothing that's going to stop me from achieving that. Absolutely. And here yeah. you are. I mean, 
uh, associates, uh, bachelors, and now uh, working on a master. So kudos to you, Jackie. You're doing amazing. And work. I did that kind of backwards. I did my bachelor's first. No, no way. And then okay. I got my bachelor's from Highlands first. Uh-huh. And then we, I ended up getting married. We left to um, Virginia. And mm-hmm. when I got back, I started working at the um, early Head Start. And so they said, well, if you have an associate's degree, we can pay you like so much more. And so I just went back, took a couple of classes, got my associates. That's amazing. And so bachelors, <laughs> then associates, now masters. <laughs> hey, in whatever order you want to get it done, Jackie. That's- <laughs> and I've always seen you as a person who marches to the beat of their own drum anyway. So this is right. kind of in character. So th- this is amazing. Uh, Jackie, can you tell us about your journey? What personal highlights or accomplishments happened after you graduated and what challenges challenges did you encounter? Um, well, after graduating, I didn't go straight into um, working as a teacher. Like I said, we we went to Virginia and we were there for about four years. Um, and so coming back, I was still not. I I didn't go right into education. I don't. I just for some reason, just didn't believe in myself, didn't think I was capable of it. I just always had this doubt. Mm-hmm. And I kicked myself for that because I could be already close to retirement had I just done it. Um, but I, I learned so much along the way. I found out who I am and what I can tolerate. And I grew this backbone that like now no one is going to step all over me. I will not mm-hmm. let anyone talk me down. No one is going to tell me that I am not good enough. And had I just jumped right into school and just had this secure path, I, I don't know if I would have had all that other growth. Mm-hmm. But um, I used to always have people asking me, why are you not teaching? Why aren't you doing this and that? You got your degree for nothing. And I was like, it's not for nothing because no one can ever take that away from me. I will have that for as long as I live. And when I'm ready to use it, I'll just go use it. And now is the perfect time to be teaching. I mean, I love, love my job. That's amazing. Well, so glad to hear that you're very happy and that you're doing very well. Jackie, we're going to take a quick break on the podcast and we'll be okay. back with uh, Jackie Sanchez-Cruz, uh, with a trio alum of the Upper Ground Program at Eastern New Mexico University. Three, two, one. And we're back with Jackie Sanchez Cruz, who is the Trio Upward Bound alum at Eastern New Mexico University. And she is telling her a story about uh, graduating and finding her path in education. So Jackie, we just left off. Um, you had shared with the audience that your, your diplomas, uh, you immediately didn't go into teaching, but that uh, you, it sounded like it was simmering, that you were about to get to that point. Uh, you want to jump, yeah. go from there? Um, everything that I've done 
since graduating has always been educational. So I was in the early childhood. So I was teaching yet, but it was babies. So teaching them how to grasp things. So that was a whole different type of teaching. Um, and then I left there and then I went to work with Imrish. And Imrish is working with children who have developmental delays. Mm -hmm. And so then I got to teach parents how to work with their children mm -hmm. and how to adapt to this new norm with their child having this different diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so that was still part of teaching. And that was an awesome job. So rewarding. I loved it. But um, and then on to being in the classroom where I'm teaching at the junior high is just amazing. I just yeah. love it. What are the, so there, those are two vastly different things. And how do you, how did you handle that transition from becoming this almost personal coach to a student to now teaching your own classroom? Um, actually, I wish every educator would have that early childhood um, background because if you know how a child learns, if you can figure out how they figure things out, then you're able to teach them so much more or they're able to learn so much more and easier. And there's just so much, it's so important to have that foundation so that you're able to use that in your classroom. And so there's some students who are not diagnosed with hyperactive disorders or whatever you might think they have. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to accommodate that in your classroom, then it's, you have such a huge plus on your side. You know, it's so Absolutely. important to have. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Some of your highlights and, and accomplishments, um, definitely you've, you've had a lot going for you. Uh, so how did traveling coming, come about for you? Uh, when did you get to travel and, and how did you get to, uh, you know, be involved with that? Well, Eastern has the study abroad program. And since I was a freshman in college, I knew about the study abroad to um, the Yucatan to um, down into Mexico. And I wanted to do that. And that was a, around the time like the whole swine flu came about and it was oh, huge yeah. in, in that area. So yeah. they canceled all of that altogether. And then, so then they, switched it to um, Guatemala. And mm -hmm. so then I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And every time I'd see the professor, he'd remind me, hey, we're going, you coming? And I'm like, not this year, not this year. And he's like, this is the last year we're doing it. Either you coming or oh, you're not. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going, there's no stopping me. And at the time I had no job. I was I moved back to Hondo to work, to work and go to school. And I mean, we moved, I was going through a horrible divorce. And so we moved back home and that is when like the fire lit under me again. Like I had to get something going for my kids. I have to have that degree in order to be stable for myself, for the kids to provide. And so I was told, you know, you can go to Guatemala, you get six, um, nine credit hours mm -hmm. for the trip, you get to travel, you get to be immersed into their culture, their mm -hmm. everything. It was just amazing. Yeah. So 
I jumped at the opportunity and I raised money. We sold enchiladas, we sold burritos, we sold pozole. I raised every last penny and made it possible. So it was almost like a redeeming fundraiser from the last fundraiser that you had in yes. high school. <laughs> 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 glad that you were able to, to, to take that experience. And what would you say to students that are thinking about studying abroad? Do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. There is nothing that you cannot do. If you want this, if it's already planted in your mind that you want to go, that you want to do that, do it. Make it happen for yourself because you're the only one in your way from stopping you from going. It, don't let money be your excuse. Don't let time be your excuse. Don't let any excuses get in your way. I had children. I had, I had so much that excuses that could have stopped me from going. And I said, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I will regret not doing it. Right. And so when it came time to going to Spain, we used our income tax money. I used scholarships. I used financial aid loans. We had an enchilada sale. My kids and I, we raised like almost $3,000 with the help of the church. Um, They let us use their facility. I had the entire community helping me and I raised enough to take my kids with me. And we, we got to go to Paris, to the UK, to Spain, to Italy, Rome. We traveled all over and it's an experience that I'll never forget. And my kids are just blessed to be a part of it that's awesome jackie that congratulations on all that first of all because that's amazing that's thank you wow um so many first generation students report various challenges uh and some of those challenges prevent them from succeeding what would you tell those students to uh, to help them overcome those challenges and what are those challenges um i think most will find that it may be money maybe support and maybe time. Again, these are excuses that we use because we're scared, we're nervous, we're worried. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have somebody else's um, experience to, to help us, like guide us. And so like for myself, um, my other siblings didn't go to college. Um, So that was, I could have used that as an excuse. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't, You know, there's so many things. Don't let any excuse get in your way. Don't let anything get in your way. If this is something you want to do, do it. Go for it. You are your biggest cheerleader. Like, you have to want it bad enough to get it. Yeah, I agree. I think there's um, opportunity for students to really come onto their own and figure out that they can build their momentum. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have the support. It's nice to have the 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 push from a community but at the, at the end of the day it's you're responsible for what happens next right right absolutely jackie and i'm loving your answer so far and uh one thing that I, I wanted to bring back and come back to is because you're currently an educator for portales schools uh and education seems to play a whole a, a huge role with you um what is it something what's something that you impart to your students um when you when you're in the classroom Um, I teach Spanish and, um, ESL, um, English language learners. I teach them English and then I teach Spanish to the kids who want to learn Spanish. And so 
in my class, it's very, I'm not going to say laid back, but it's very like, it's not like a traditional classroom. In my mm -hmm. class, I want it to feel like a family, like a family sitting. Oh, that's, um, yeah. So when we're practicing Spanish, we're telling each other, we're, the whole room is loud because everyone's talking at the same time because we are practicing, we're engaging, we're sharing. And so like in my class, I want everyone to know that they are important to me. Like every single one of those students is very important and their education is important. And I want them to know this language because that's going to carry with them wherever those that are native speaking speakers or those who are learning Spanish. Yeah. I want them to feel empowered by having that language by even if you can say, Hola, como estas? You're already a step higher than most of the kids, like yeah. in the district or everywhere else. Right. Um, so the first thing I start off with in my class is having them spell socks. And I tell them, see, you already know a whole sentence. Look how smart you are. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. I like that. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Eso sí que es. So there you go. And so just giving them that power to know that they are worth it, that they are, that they matter, that they are important. And then from then on, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to fight with them to make them do assignments, to make them do anything because they come in and they want to be there. They want to learn. They yeah. tell all their friends and they want to transfer to my class because it's, it's, I don't just, I'm not just that strict teacher. I am, right. I'm like, it's fun. It's learning. It's engaging. It's hands on. It's, it's That's amazing, Jackie. And yeah. uh, what do you enjoy most about being a middle school teacher? What is it that, that you enjoy most about it? I think the kids, it's the kids, they, this is the age group where everyone is like, oh, hormones, attitude. <laughs> uh, people just right. cannot stand this group. You know, they're, they're the, like the stepchild. Like no one wants these kids because they, they're just awful. Um, and so I, like, I want to get all these kids and just love on them because they are those that, there's some like even their parents are like, oh, I don't know what to do with this kid. I was mm -hmm. there at one point because my kids were all three going through at the same time. So it's difficult with this age. And Absolutely. if you just let them know that you're there to support them and that you care and that they matter, then they're good kids. They're good mm -hmm. students. They're, they're just trying to figure out themselves. Right. So if we're just discarding them and not giving them that chance, of course they're going to go off and be that horrible kid. You just yeah. need to give them an opportunity. Absolutely. So. Um, one thing that I, I did want to ask about your trio experience and, and your current path, uh, did, did trio upward bound or trio in general influence your career, your career direction in any way? Um, I already knew what I wanted to do coming into upward bound. Mm -hmm. Um, but as, um, I don't know, as an employee of Upward Bound, I got to actually use that. So not as a student, but as a, a worker for Upward Bound. Mm -hmm. So 
in that sense, it really helped. But as far as being a student, mm-hmm. um, it's just about the learning and engaging with other students that, that I got from the educational part to lead me to education. So, yeah. And as we're looking at your journey and everything that's, that you've accomplished, everything that you've done up to this point, um, what stands out to you? What, what stands out, what stands out the most and what are you most grateful for? Um, what stands out the most is all my hard times mm-hmm. because it was yeah. then, excuse me. Oh no, I just said, yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. So, um, the hardest times in my life is when I learned the most about myself is when I knew that I had no choice, but to keep going. Mm-hmm. Those times when you want to give up, you want to quit. Those are the times when you learn the most about yourself, when you learn that I can do this and I will do this. Like you don't tell me I can't. Um, those are the times when, um, when I decided to go back to school, when I finished a different, another degree, when I decided to get my master's is when I had just a horrible time in my life. Mm. So that was like, I can get through this. I use that to like encourage myself to keep moving forward. Yeah. You are definitely the definition of persistence and perseverance. It it sounds like you've endured a lot and still pressed forward. Uh, How did you find that motivation? Where did it come from? Where did, where do you, where did you light that fire from? Um, I think from having my kiddos because no matter what they've, they're always first for me. Like, I don't make a decision unless I know it's going to benefit me and my kids. And so I knew then that I had to finish school because I needed something to fall back on to continue to support my kids. And so that that's always my, my, my gasoline to the fire. Like they, they push me to be better and I have to be the role model. I have to, I can't tell them to do something and not do it myself. Right. So I always have to, that's always in the back of my mind is my kids are watching me. I have to do this. I have to do the next thing. If I want them to do something, if I tell them, encourage them to go to college, I better have gone to college and completed it myself. And so, you know, that's always in the back of my mind. I have so many little eyes watching me. I can't just stop here. There's no room for quitting. Right on. Right on. What, what are some words of wisdom for current trio participants? Well, currently, my kids were in Upper Bound this last summer. Oh, right. Right on. Oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Because oh, no. I have told them about how amazing Upper Bound is, how mm. awesome it is. This mm-hmm. program does this, this, and this. Well, then when it goes completely online it loses all of that extra stuff that it has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so although they had amazing teachers, awesome teachers that were just wonderful. I love them all. I'd peek in on their little zooms and listen out on the door and <laughs> they just did so much. That was just amazing. Yeah. But my kids, I can strangle them because they did not want to participate online. They would get up, they would get in the Zoom, but when it came time to doing that homework, mm-hmm. they just did not 
want to do it. They, oh no. They did not find purpose in it. And I'm like, please get in your work, do your work. And it got to the point to where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with you anymore. But mm-hmm. had it been in, in class, like in campus socially with them together, I think they would have done yeah. amazing. But so upward bound, future upward bound students take advantage of everything they have to offer. It is a free program. So you don't have to put forth anything. There's no worries behind it. Do it, go for it. Just take advantage of everything they have to offer. They're letting you do ACTs for free. They are getting you to colleges to tour. They are getting you signed up for college, doing financial aid. They do everything. There's no reason why you cannot go to school. Do it. Just do it. Awesome. What about words of wisdom for TRIO staff members? TRIO staff. Staff members. Have a little bit more compassion for these kids. Like we cannot control what is going on in their lives as much as we control what's going on in our lives. So just because this kid is doing awesome and they're doing their work and everything is perfect doesn't mean the next kid is going through the same thing. Their life is the same. My kids just moved from another house where they were for the last four years where Mm -hmm. they had their little glow up, like they say, Mm -hmm. that was, (laughs) that was like traumatic for them. And so at the same time, so that was, they were going through a lot of emotion, a lot of, um, different feelings and to start upper bound, that was very hard for them to focus because they were just going through so much. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it was like, your kids just don't want to do this. I'm like, you don't know what's going on. Like you don't know what's happening in every single one of these kids. Like have a little bit more compassion and not just that. Um, just, just know that everyone is not the same. Be ready to educate everyone at their level and get them to the next, not to not get everyone up here at the highest level. Mm-hmm. work at their level and get them to the next and work. That. Awesome. That's some great advice, Jackie. And what would you, we talked about mentors earlier. Did you want to take a moment to say something to those mentors directly? Um, I think as far as upward bound, the RAs were there to make it fun, to make our living experience um, feel safe and like, social graces, um, talent shows, after dinner activities. They were so much fun. They made our time at Upper Bound just amazing. So I think thanking them would not be enough. They deserve like millions of dollars for just doing the awesome job that they did. Giving up their summer to be a part of our program was huge and so big thanks to them for all of that well you're definitely in that group as well for for us for i can speak for our graduating class of 2002 we saw you as role models and as a mentor and you're definitely in that million dollar you deserve a million dollars for our for all the work that you did and all the work that you put in for upward bound yeah well thank you So Jackie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're wrapping up. Uh, It has been a pleasure and a huge honor to hear your story and to interview you, a huge role model to us. Um, 
And we definitely need to have you back on the podcast again. Thank you so much. I would appreciate that. Absolutely. We need to just have back you on and just like, yeah, just uh, talk and, and catch up. Can you do us the huge honor and signing off for us? I can try. <laughs> Go for it, Jackie. You got this. Okay. Well, this is Jacqueline Cruz. I am a proud Upper Bound alumni from Eastern Mexico University. I serve as a middle school teacher at Fortellis Schools and Trio Works. Jackie, that is a great sign off. That was amazing. You did really good. Um, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, we appreciate all the work that you do and thank you for all the work that you do as a middle school teacher because I know it's not easy. No, it's, it's not. It's rewarding. It's fun. I love it. Thank awesome. you. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk Trio. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk Trio. We want to get your story to the public. What a great episode with Jackie Cruz, alum of the Trio Bound program at Eastern New Mexico University. Jackie, we thank you so much for all the work that you do. And thank you for being on the podcast and for sharing your story. Remember, if you too would like to be featured on the Let's Talk Trio podcast, get a hold of us by emailing us at letstalktrio, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com or send us a direct message via our social media accounts through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. A quick thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring today's episode, Student Access and Angelica Villalpando. You too can be a sponsor. You can head on over to Patreon sponsor us for as little as one dollar a month a dollar a month really goes a long way we we try to cover a lot of monthly um, costs to maintain the podcast from video conferencing tools to software editing to host sites that are that allow us to upload our podcast so uh, you can sponsor us for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon go head on over to patreon look for let's talk trio and sponsor us again for as little as a dollar a month if you're a company or looking for to put a uh, ad on a podcast, you can sponsor us under our corporate sponsorship. Just go to Let's Talk Trio under Patreon and scroll to the bottom. You'll find us for for our corporate sponsorship is $100 a month to put an ad on this podcast. I want to thank our podcast team, John Russell, our audio engineer, sound editor, and music producer, Amelia Castañeda, our producer, marketing manager and social media manager juan rivas executive producer and host honorary members of let's talk trio include tony ho scott kendall and roderick chambers thank you all so much for listening we'll catch you on the next episode